it's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This week we are taking a look at the week of August 28th until September 1st. What went on years ago on a week like this one? I hope you've had a good week in our part of the world in real time, in real life. Our children have gone back to school or started in one of those occasions. Started school for the first time. Big day big day. Elvis's body was stolen this week in 1977. The mausoleum had the iron gates on them and the casket was up in there. The man who gave the world a New York institution, CBGB's, died. What was great about CBGB was the payphone. And Freddie's old house gets some special recognition. The streets of Felton were a far cry from what the teenage Freddie Bolsara, as he was known then, was used to. All of that coming up over the next few minutes. This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes. In 1966 this week, the Beatles were pretty much wrapping things up in America when it came to live shows. There was a thousands, maybe 45,000 people in to see him in Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles when they tried to get out before the 45,000. Thing is, they were locked inside a security armoured van for about two hours before they could get out of the stadium. The mall was that big. Thank you very much, everybody. Everybody is wonderful. That's a taster of the kind of thing they had to put up with when they were performing live back in the mid-60s. In 1977 this week, three people were arrested in Memphis after trying to steal Elvis's body. As a result, his remains would later be moved to Graceland. And that's why they're there, because of this joker. I knew a safe burglar, and uh, and he, he had cutting torches, and, and the mausoleum had the iron gates on them. And the casket was up in there. Well, I, 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 we, we would have got the casket out. We was, he was equipped to get whatever it was out of the concrete. Uh, he had settling torches like scuba diving tanks to you know, cut into the gates, whatever, you know, cut the lock off, open the gates and and pull the cask out. We just needed four people. It was this week in 1994, nearly 30 years on, Oasis gave us their debut album, Definitely Maybe. To think that when I was writing those songs in a bedsit, a council bedsit in Manchester in 1991, 92, that those songs years later would still mean as much not to people in England, which you take that for granted. Kids, you know what I mean? Who wouldn't have been born then. Cigarettes and alcohol means the same to them as it did to me then. And that is an amazing thing. And I, and I'm, and I don't know why that is. And I'd love to say it's because I'm a genius and all that, which quite evidently I am. Uh, but um, <laughs> it's just one, it's a magical thing that I, that we were all involved in. And, you know, long may it continue. It's, it's just a great, I love that record. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 1989 this week, poor old Izzy Stradlin from Guns N' Roses was arrested for making a public nuisance of himself on a flight. He'd been bitten by a dog, he'd been downgraded to economy from first class and then he decided to pee all over the floor of the aircraft. When somebody asked him to stop, he verbally abused her and lit up a cigarette. Now, mind you, old Izzy felt he had a rough old deal in Guns N' Roses, especially when it came to dealing with Axel. No excuse for the actions on the plane, though. Like half the songs I would play to him, he would go, oh man, that's 
Black Sabbath, that's Led Zeppelin, blah, blah, blah. And I go, what the f*** are you talking about? This is something completely different. You, you know, we'd argue back and forth about this stuff. He was a real nasty critic. It was this week back in 1984 that Purple Rain, the movie starring Prince, opened up in cinemas. It grossed about 80 million quid at the box office and became a cult classic. Have you seen Purple Rain? Prince, in his first motion picture. Before he created the music, he lived every bit of it. Prince, the story, the struggle, the movie, Purple Rain. It's a name you may not be familiar with, but I'm sure you've heard of the club. In 2007, Hilly Crystal, who was founder of the punk bar CBGB's, died lung cancer at the age of 75. Crystal was credited with discovering Paddy Smith and the Ramones at his club. Of course, also a massive haunt for Blondie. Here's drummer Clem Burke on CBGB's. What was great about CBGB was the payphone. The great thing to do, like when we were in Europe, we would call collect. You know, we reverse reverse charges yeah. to the payphone at yeah. Phoebe's. Yeah. And of course, back in the day, there was no uh, there was no uh, record the way they didn't know. You just like okay, uh, collect call from uh, blah blah blah, and you would and someone would be at the other end and pick it up and accept the charges. But because <laughs> it was a payphone, no one was paying. Can't be done today. No, with, it along can't. with many other things that that can't be done today, legal and illegal. Oh, and speaking of Blondie, in 1977, it was this week that the band signed their first major record company contract with Chrysalis Records. They were, of course, featuring former Playboy bunny Debbie Harry. I guess I wanted to rise to the challenge. I don't know. I I think it was something that was left over from... uh, uh, a friend of my my parents, uh, who was a member of the of the Playboy Club, and he always made it seem so exotic and so exciting. And I also thought that it would be a good way to make money, which it was. So I tried it. I, I think I worked there for eight or nine months. And what was it like? Because Gloria Steinem very famously wrote about how ghastly it was having that <laughs> little, little puff on her bottom and the and the ears. Ah, how did you cope with it? Well, I mean, I I like to dress up, so that didn't really bother me. Finally, a blue plaque marking the first home of Freddie Mercury when he arrived in England was unveiled. He was about 17 when he arrived in from Zanzibar in 1964, but in 2016 it was a special occasion for that old house. The streets of Felton were a far cry from what the teenage Freddie Bolsara, as he was known then, was used to. His father worked for the British government in Africa's Zanzibar. And when there was revolution there, they fled for their safety to here. One word, it was cold. (laughs) Yes, we did find a massive change for that. Also, different environment, the houses look different, shops everything really and that is a look at this week in music history from august 28th until september 1st my name is marty miller thank you so much for having a listen do it again same place same time next week this week in music history a week in less than 10 minutes